Satani, everyone. Welcome to the Alex Cast Silent Edition Halloween. Welcome. The veil between the two worlds is at its thinnest today, and I've promised to peruse my vast magical library and find something dark and occult to read to you on this most sacred and dark of days. And I have found it. If you are of a traditional religious background and fear hearing words of you know, dark significance, I would recommend fast-forwarding a bit. If not, if you're ready for, well, the darkest and the deepest of the tomes I carry, I shall read one to you. And this, in the original Latin, is called Dimensum Tres Fratres. There were once three brothers, who were traveling along a lonely, winding road at twilight. In time, the brothers reached a river too deep to wade through and too dangerous to swim across. However, these brothers were learned in the magical arts, and so they simply waved their wands and made a bridge appear across the treacherous water. They were halfway across it when they found their path blocked by a hooded figure, and death spoke to them. He was angry that he had been cheated out of three new victims, for travelers usually drowned in the river. But death was cunning. He pretended to congratulate the three brothers upon their magic, and said that they had each earned a prize for having been clever enough to evade him. So, the eldest brother, who was a combative man, asked for a wand more powerful than any in existence, a wand that must always win duels for its owner a wand worthy of a wizard who had conquered death. So death crossed to an elder tree, and on the banks of the river fashioned a wand from a branch that hung there, and gave it to the oldest brother. Then the second brother, who was an arrogant man, decided that he wanted to humiliate death still further, and asked for the power to recall others from death. So death picked up a stone from the riverbank, and gave it to the second brother, and told him that the stone would have the power to bring back the dead. And then Death asked the third and youngest brother what he would like. The youngest brother was the humblest and also the wisest of the brothers, and he did not trust Death, so he asked for something that would enable him to go forth from that place without being followed by Death. And Death, most unwillingly, handed over his own cloak of invisibility. Then Death stood aside and allowed the three brothers to continue on their way, and they did so talking with wonder of the adventures they had had, and admiring Death's gifts. In due course, the brothers separated, each for his own destination. The first brother traveled on for a week or more, and reaching a distant village, he sought out a fellow wizard with whom he had a quarrel. Naturally, with the Elder Wand as his weapon, he could not fail to win the duel that followed. Leaving his enemy dead upon the floor, the oldest brother proceeded to an inn, where he boasted loudly of the powerful wand he had snatched from death himself, and of how it made him invisible, 
That very night, another wizard crept upon the oldest brother as he lay, wine-sodden upon his bed. The thief took the wand and, for good measure, slit the oldest brother's throat. And so death took the first brother for his own. Meanwhile, the second brother journeyed to his own home, where he lived alone. Here he took out the stone that had the power to recall the dead, and turned it thrice in his hand. To his amazement and his delight, the figure of the girl he had once hoped to marry before her untimely death appeared at once before him. Yet she was silent and cold, separated from him as though by a veil. Though she had returned to the mortal world, she did not truly belong there and suffered. Finally, the second brother, driven mad with hopeless longing, killed himself, so as truly to join her. And so death took the second brother for his own. But though death searched for the third brother for many years, he was never able to find him. It was only when he had attained a great age that the youngest brother finally took off the cloak of invisibility and gave it to his son. And then he greeted death as an old friend and went with him gladly and equals they departed this life. Alright, so yeah, I was just kidding. That was uh, the tale of the three brothers from Beetle the Bard, which is one of the books inside of the Harry Potter franchise. I was like, hey, this would be funny if I was like, I promised, like, a some eldritch tome, and uh, I read something stupid from, you know, a kid's series. It's not like kid's series, but we've talked about this enough. So, anyway, sorry, just kidding. So, I will uh, I will actually uh, move on here and read you something actually frightening. No dumb Latin title or anything like that. This is from one of the more kind of dark, mystical, and teaching tomes that we have available to us. I bring to you from... In the darkest places within one's heart, Babbity Rabbity and her cackling stump. I hope I didn't get too lazy to not put like a thunderclap there, because I don't know, it'd be funny. I probably, let's face it, I'm probably gonna be too lazy, but that's another book from the same thing. It's a title from the Harry Potter thing. Um, sorry. I'm not really that sorry, because it's Halloween. And I find Halloween to be an amusing thing. And I was like, hey, you know, what I'm going to do is open the show with something stupid. Look at me doing stupid things. Um, and that's it. Welcome to Halloween. Enjoy. Welcome and bienvenue. And all those things. I am called Alex. And this is the Alex cast. And let's get some things out of the way. You can find my stuff on the Alex cast uh, on Twitter. At the Alex cast, I should say. Not you know, AlexCast, that's somebody else. But if you go to AlexCast.com, you can find all sorts of other things. There's a link to the brand new and available shirts uh, that say AlexCast on them with the logo, because um, those would be good for you to have. Because it's shirt, and shirts are good. It says my name on it, right across your bosoms. So, you can bring my name to your tits. Let me hug you as I know you've always wanted. So go to alexcast.com, you can find a link there, or just go to amazon.com and search for AlexCast, and you will find uh, my shirts. And you also probably will uh, come up with uh, my books, so buy those and read them if you haven't. Not really the buying them part that I care about, it's the reading them, but since it'd be difficult to do it the other way. Those are the things I'm telling you. Moving on to the words that I am using. I asked y'all to... Um, <clears throat> contribute to the show, to ask me questions, to call in, to um, do other stuff. This happened. So, let us play the phone messages I got 
the email messages I got and read the things that were given to me. None of that made a lot of sense. I mean, it did. You get the fact that I'm I'm just going to be playing some stuff that the listeners sent in, and then I'm going to respond to it on the on the show. The reason that I made that overly complicated and stupid was because I was checking my phone at the time because I'm waiting for a text from someone. Um, and that is not the person that I was waiting for. Uh, goddamn both of you. Let us start with... That pause was me trying to figure out if I want to start with reading um, or playing. Let us start with playing. This one probably isn't a call-in because it's 12 seconds long, but I just want to see what happens live on there. Ooh. Oh, okay, that actually probably was a plan call-in. Alright, so that was someone saying boo at me. Thank you, <clears throat> caller. I wonder who that is. I don't think I know anybody. In <clears throat> I can see the area it is, because it's, uh, you know, it's the phone number. Let's. I'm going to go to the map of the area code of this town that this person called from. I'm not going to read it out on air. Who do I know from there? That's not where... I wonder if that's where... I don't know anything... Okay, so we're looking at California. I'm going to give away that much. And I know Mateo from the Whatcast lives in California. In something that starts with San. And I think it's... No. It's not San Diego. No, maybe it's not. Fuck. Also, I did remember... Oh, there's a place called San Mateo in, in California? Holy shit. That's like your name. He doesn't live there. I'm not giving away his address. That's actually why I stopped after I said sand. Because I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't tell my audience where another host lives. Well, thank you, 12 seconds of caller. Um, then the word boo. It was, uh, there's a fine pronunciation of boo. And, uh, I'm glad you called in. Let us play this one, which is one minute and 19 seconds of, uh, of my friend Nathan, who has called the show many times. He's the one that often references pinball, uh, uh, d describing some kind of disgusting outpatient uh, surgery. Hey, Alex Cass, this is, uh, Nate. You know me from the bar, The Standard. I was just calling to, uh, say Happy Halloween. Um, last year I was Swiss Jesus. I was a cheese-themed Jesus. At least I don't know what I'm going to be. But, get this, I just went to the doctor and had a minor surgery because I had a, uh, a cyst on my t in my tailbone sinus. And so they basically cut open, it's part of my butt, the very top of it, um, and they drained 40 cc's of fluid. We're discuss I'm trying to discuss the listeners here. A lot of blood uh, in honor of Halloween. And I'm currently... Um, wearing what is best described as like a maxi pad to continue to drain the disgusting uh, problem that I'm having. I'm drinking a glass of champagne and I just took a pain pill that was uh, prescribed to me for this minor surgery. Uh, it's Wednesday at 1.39 p.m. This is my life for the next couple of days. Alex Gast, great show. Especially like when um, Michelle and Steph are on. All right, bye. Uh, actually, I especially just like your show in general. All right, bye. 
Well, thank you very much for calling in with that disgusting, disgusting tale of your butt uh, sending waves of um, cyst juice. And I feel like this is the perfect show to play that on for that is uh, scary and Halloween-like in the way that your butt was uh, hemorrhaging fluids in a disgusting and gross way. Thank you very much for complimenting the show. However, I do not believe you. I don't think you actually listen, and I think you, sir, are a son of a bitch. I don't actually really think that. Um, I, uh, what I, what I really think is, um, uh, I had nothing to say, and I thought, oh, I'll just attack Nathan, because he'll understand. I hope you do. Let us take a break from voicemails, and we will answer a question. Warning. To answer this, may involve more of Alex's patented reading, which is, as we all know, as we know, because those were words, as we all know, is terrible, because I am not very good at reading what the kids call aloud. However, I shall read this to you, and this isn't the thing I was referencing. Continuing on. Our friend Corey asked us a question. Corey is one of the few people that actually says anything ever on uh, social media to me, so thank you very much, uh, sir or ma'am. I think it's a sir. Uh, that was not an insult on your sexuality or what you look like. Uh, I just was looking at the name Corey and was like, oh, that could be a girl name as well. And I didn't want to call a girl, sir. And I didn't want to call a sir, girl. And so you, sir, are a girl. Dissecting the modern traditions in America and where they came from could be fun. And or traditions around the world. Why trick or treat? Is it a threat or what? Why candy? Why pumpkins? Hay rides and such. I know some maybe come blah, 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 blah. Uh, <clears throat> the jack-o'-lantern origin story is pretty good, if nothing else. So, um, I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah over your thing. I just, I was trying to hurry myself up because I'd already fucked up three times reading that because I'm not good at reading. Well, um, I don't really know a shitload about the modern traditions. I mean, the idea, as I understand it, is that, um, this is the kind of time of the year where there's like a veil between the living world and the world of the dead. And the original thing was that the dead would be walking around the streets and uh, uh, kind of scaring the shit out of people and presumably, you know, dragging them to hell or something along those lines. You know, the things that ghosts and demons do. Um, to appease these spirits, uh, they would give them uh, uh, treats, uh, be like, hey, look, you're back on Earth here. Have an apple with some uh, deliciousness wrapped around it. Uh, 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 ca- caramel? 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 The, the apples with the delicious. Have a Mary Jane. And uh, the spirits would be like, oh, thanks. And we won't drag you to hell like our demonic spirits are prone to do. And this kind of morphed into people dressing up as spirits. And saying like, hey, uh. We're spirits, give us some candy, because it's like, you know, little kids like candy, and they're like, oh, it's, you're not really a spirit, but all right, this is a fun thing, and look, a tradition is forming. And uh, the, the the trick thing is, uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess here, though, because uh, I don't really want to look this up. I'm going to guess, because uh, spirits and stuff, actually, there's a the origin of the jack-o'-lantern, which is the thing I'm going to read, uh, involves a bit of a trick. It seems like demons and and spirits and things like that are tricked readily pretty easily um they're kind of dumb and they fall for stuff a lot uh, i guess maybe because they can't like break their word or something like once they have a sacred bond which is weird because you wouldn't expect that from demons and devils and whatnot however 
I'm thinking that uh, the, the option for this, uh, pardon me. <coughs> Sorry, I had a little bit of uh, Nathan's cyst juice in my throat. Yeah, that disgusted me too. Um, I'm thinking the origin of this is that maybe the ghost originally offered like trick or treat where it's like, hey, you can give me a treat. Oh, no, 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 here. Okay, no, let me go the other way. I think it's maybe the person goes, hey, spirit, I can give you this treat and make you fuck off. Or I can offer you a trick. And then maybe like if you... If the trick doesn't work, you can take my soul. Which doesn't seem... I think probably they probably just keep offering treats now that I put, put that out there. But that's my guess. It's something to do with, like, how ghosts and demons and whatnot tend to be uh, tricked readily into, uh, you know, getting stuck in lamps or um, in trees and things like that. That's my guess. Uh, the, the treat thing, I think I'm <clears throat> reasonably close to what the actual, you know, uh, uh, historical answer is. Um, yeah. Jack O' Lantern. Jack O' Lantern is uh, a fun uh, uh, origin story, so I'm just going to read it to you straight up from uh, uh, history.com because they do a good job describing it. <clears throat> Once three brothers were. <laughs> See, it would be funny if I did that, but I didn't. Uh, the legend of Stingy Jack. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing that. It's stingy. Is that how you spell stingy? I'm leaving this in. Because uh, here's the thing. As I was reading that, I was like, stingy? Jack? What the fuck is stingy? And I was like, I mean, I guess maybe like, he's, his because he's, he's kind of an asshole, this Jack. I was like, maybe like the, like a verbal sting or a post, uh, uh, something along those lines. Um, wow. That's how you spell stingy. I had no fucking idea. Anyway, okay, well, let me restart here. Um, stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back to his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that, should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. The Irish began to refer to the ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, and then simply Jack O'Lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets are used. Immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, make perfect jack-o'-lanterns. Well, isn't that a nice synopsis, you son of a bitch? Again, I just wanted to insult somebody because I don't have a lot for this episode, so I'm just going to fill it up with interstitials and me mocking myself for thinking that was stingy. That's I can't believe that's how you spell stingy. I I I feel like there should be like another e in there somewhere or like something. Ah, that's shocking to me. Well, 
if if ever, uh, and I hear, I do hear this sometimes, uh, people get uh, kind of weirded out because I have like my brain works somewhat well. Uh, they're like, ah, oh, you're smart, you're kind of uh, intimidating. I know that, that that sounds arrogant, but people say that, and it's actually really annoying because uh, it's like, no, I'm kind of an idiot. It's just I I'd like no big words, so people get big words confused with being smart. I think so. Uh, uh, anytime uh, you're like, man, I, if you're sitting next to me, you're like, Alex feels like he's smarter than me. Remember that I thought it was stingy. Because that doesn't even make sense, really. I mean, I guess my verbal repost thing was kind of... And I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't know how to say that out loud. I'm saying repost, but it might be pronounced differently. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Speaking of things I don't know, let us play another thing that I know. This wasn't a good segue. Um, segue is spelled S-E-G-U-E, just to help you all out, because I didn't know that. Uh, this is from one of the listeners, uh, that, that, uh, that emailed a file in, which I guess, you know, works. I mean, frankly, I would prefer uh, to, to do it with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, you know, email or, or Collins, but, uh, you didn't, you ma'am or a nincompoop. Again, right there was me vying for time because Windows Media Explorer wanted to open this file. Which, the last time I tried to have Windows Media Explorer open uh, a wave, uh, it said we don't know how to do this. So I was like, hey, VLC, the thing I always open things with, except for when I was too lazy to say open with. That time, when I right-clicked, it didn't say open with VLC, and I was confused and trying to, uh, trying to vamp for time. Let us play this. That was a good introduction. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's, okay, here we go. Hello, Alex. This is the female Alex. I'm calling to tell you a spooky ghost experience that I had. So in 2009, I moved back in with my mother when I was in between jobs. The moment I first stepped into the house she was renting, I felt something strange. The house had a very bad energy. I don't know how else to explain it. Within the first few days of living there, I was already seeing shadows moving out of the corner of my eye, out of the periphery, and the door to my bedroom would open and close on its own. I figured that either the house was haunted or I was going insane. I couldn't decide which one. So I was taking a shower one day and I felt like somebody was watching me. You know, that feeling when somebody's watching you. <laughs> I was a little freaked out and decided to wash my hair quickly. Then all of a sudden, it felt like somebody was touching my head. Then it felt like somebody was washing my hair, like at a salon. I could feel hands scrubbing the shampoo out of my hair. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. <laughs> I screamed. I pissed myself a little bit, thank goodness I was in the shower, and I ran out of the shower still covered in soap. I've never been this scared before in my entire life. My mom heard the commotion and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I told her that I think this house is haunted and a ghost just tried to wash my hair. She sighed and told me that the owner of the house's husband had committed suicide in the garage several years ago and that my mom had been having weird experiences ever since she started renting the house. 
and she didn't want to tell me this because she didn't want to freak me out. So right then and there, we decided that we had to get this ghost out of there. We had to make him move on to wherever ghosts move on to, and so we didn't have a perverted hair-washing ghost in our house anymore. We started calling the ghost Dave. That was the guy that killed himself, and his name was still on the mailbox and the door knocker of the house. So we started smudging the house every day. We put crystals in every corner of every room, but it only made it worse. Things in the house started going crazy. Lights turning on and off on their own, and faucets too. Doors opening and closing. Things moving on their own. The dogs were completely erratic, barking at things that weren't even there. Uh, just constantly panicking. Things would go missing and turn up in impossible places. Shadows were moving. It was, a, it was an extremely active ghost. This wasn't just a residual energy. He interacted with us every day. We asked him politely to leave. We commanded him forcefully to leave. And one drunk night, we even cried and begged him to leave. And yeah, still, about every third time I would take a shower, he would try to help me wash my hair. It was so messed up. We called in psychics. They confirmed all of our thoughts. One psychic told me that Dave particularly liked me because I reminded him of his daughter. That was even weirder because why would you want to wash your daughter's hair in the shower? Just, just more pervert. It's just weird. Uh, we did so many house cleansings. We even had a Catholic priest bless the house, but nothing worked. It all just made it worse. We started having objects be thrown across the room, like poltergeist style, whenever we had guests over. So obviously, nobody ever wanted to come over after that. We couldn't even go into the garage. As soon as you stepped over the threshold from the house to the garage, it felt like someone was dumping like a bucket of ice cold water on you. Uh, like it was just it was just so bizarre and creepy we didn't even go into the garage uh, we eventually had to move out and uh, since then nobody has rented the house for more than a couple months and I still get anxiety every time I wash my hair because I'm afraid I'll feel somebody's hands on my head trying to help me so that's my story of losing the battle with Dave the ghost Thanks for listening to that insanity and have a happy Halloween. Well, thank you very much for calling slash emailing in female Alex. My response to your Dave, the ghost story is this. When you're talking about being in the shower, talk slower. Some of us want to come Chew. I really sorry. I just said that out loud Chew. I'm not that sorry, I just want it. Like, if I say I'm really sorry, it makes, like, you people still think I might be, like, a reasonably decent human being. And I'm not. I'm a horrible piece of shit. Jew, thank you very much for saying you saw shadows out of the periphery of your eyes. You know why? Because that's the name of the book I have. It's a novel I wrote. You can find it at Amazon.com. Excellent work. Um, Dave the Ghost uh, sounds like uh, an irritating man. I'm confused, again, and, uh, as well as you are that uh, a ghost would want to be washing his daughter's hair in that you, uh, at the time, uh, were an, a, gr a grown-up woman 
And so I am of the belief, I've, I don't have any sisters, but I am of the belief that it is probably not a common thing to wash your daughter's hair, your, your adult daughter's hair, while in the shower. I feel like that's probably, um, that's probably like a, a crime, is my guess. I don't know. I'm not going to do the research, because I'm not allowed to research things like that anymore after the <clears throat> unpleasantness. That's weird. I don't really have anything to say. I wish I did. Uh, I, I'm trying to find, like, I mean, I guess, yeah, so here's the only thing I can think of, because uh, when somebody tells me an esoteric story, I like to think from the skeptical side, and if someone tells me a skeptical story, I like to think from the esoteric, weird side. Um, <clears throat> uh, maybe the house uh, that you were living in uh, had, um, oh, I can't think of the name of that stuff. I I'm going to say Radon. I may be wrong. But that stuff that shows up in basements or any, there could be other kind of uh, natural uh, gas emission type things. Maybe not even gas, but you know what I'm saying. Some kind of uh, thing that's in the air that is not uh, immediately... Uh, uh, doesn't injure you immediately, certainly not enough to, like, if you lit a match, it would explode the place, but enough that it would cause you to have, uh, auditory and visual hallucinations, which is, uh, which is a thing that can happen. Um, uh, carbon dioxide or monoxide, one of the two, uh, if you have too much of that, uh, does cause, uh, shivers, uh, auditory and, uh, visual hallucinations and, uh, other things, so which is one of the, uh, possible explanations for ghosts, so I'm curious, uh, not that you would have a way to know, maybe your mom would, but I'm curious whether or not, whilst Dave lived there, uh, when you still had a heartbeat, um, if he and his wife or whoever had weird stuff happen there, that maybe, because he did kill himself, though he was likely a pederast, so he might have killed himself because of that, but putting the better asty aside. Maybe he was living in a house that had this weird gas leak, and that's why he was stressed out and weird, to the point that he offed himself. See what I'm doing here. Because maybe there was a pre-existing ghost. Maybe when Dave lived there, there was Barry the ghost. Or Sean. Or Spectorf. Or even the, the much-lamented Splendoof, or whatever the fuck I called the alternate Hitler last week. Which I still don't remember the name. It was a funny episode, though. I encourage all of you to listen to it. Well, that's my response to your thing. Thank you, Alex. People out there might be going, but Alex, this one that's talking, um, you, you that was kind of like a skeptical thing. You're like a weirdo. You read tarot cards. Um, <clears throat> you guys don't know this, but I got a crystal ball the other day, and it's sitting on my desk in front of me. I've not used it to try to divine anything. <clears throat> Sorry, Jesus. Nate's cyst juice really is just coming back up on me. The crystal ball uh, is, I just think, I've always thought they looked really cool. I like the look of them on a desk. And I probably will try to do some, like, kind of meditative, um, kind of scrying uh, into it, but it's it's one of those things that uh, crystal balls are so, um, there's such, like, a one-to-one -one association with kind of uh, quackery that I, I don't know if I'll be able to get my head around actually trying to use it in any kind of, like, spiritual or ritual sense. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'll give it a try. But, uh, that's... Yeah, so, what was I saying? Wait, skeptical, something about a crystal ball, um, clearing my throat, 
Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I haven't told this story in a while, so if you're an old listener, you've heard it before. Um, but I, I will tell an abbreviated version of uh, my ghost stories from uh, the haunted manor in which I grew up in. In which I grew up. You know, prepositions. Um, so, <clears throat> the the... How does one start? My earliest memory is of, of, of weirdness is, is kind of late night uncomfortable feelings in basement, in my basement, uh, where the house I grew up in on the East Coast. Uh, let us understand that mm, I am aware of this. There could be radon or whatever that word is in, in, my, in that basement. It's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Let's put the skepticism aside. I'm going to tell the story from the point of view of a person that saw a ghost or some kind of unexplainable phenomenon. So I recall being rather uncomfortable then, when I was a kid, uh, especially late at night, um, as as one is. But uh, I'm also uh, a very uh, anxious young man. Uh, I'm not young anymore, but back then I was very young and very uh, anxious. And uh, me getting freaked out by things is not a particularly uncommon uh, deal. Uh, so take that in mind. But um, one time, it's one time. Um, can I paint in your chair now? So one time I was... I'm so fucking off the wall today, sorry. One time I was sitting in the basement <clears throat> on the couch watching the television because it was a, one of those basements where there's, you know, uh, the TV. It was more like a, a entertainment room, a rec room. So I was watching uh, TV <clears throat> and uh, earlier that day, my brother and the guy across the street, Matthew, were in the house. And my brother and Matthew were downstairs and, uh, you know, so there were people there. Uh, so while watching TV, I see, uh, I, <clears throat> I see what to me, presumably is Matthew, uh, just out of the corner of my eye, the periphery, uh, cross the other side of the basement. There's, uh, the basement you enter through a flight of steps. If you went to the right, it was kind of the, um, there was a, like a cheesy bar, like a 1970s bar and like a pool table, um, uh, not like a good pool table, like one of those, um, hexagon bumper pool tables. Just, you know, it's, it's just a shitty Jersey basement. So I saw Matthew, uh, and I was on the other side of the steps where the TV and couch were. Uh, I saw Matthew walk across the, uh, or I saw someone walk across the room over there. And I didn't really think much about it because it's, it was Matthew. And I just saw out of the corner of my eye this black figure. Uh, Matthew is a white person. I'm not being racist here. I mean, uh, just, you know, when you see it as something in the corner of your eye, you're not thinking, oh, wait, this doesn't have all the dimensions of a human. I just kind of in your head, you're like, oh, look, black humanoid figure that's walking. It's not, doesn't occur to you. And it didn't occur to me that it would be anything remotely weird. Until uh, it, it occurred that uh, I noticed that he was not walking back out of uh, the, that side of the basement. I, I found that a bit odd. So, uh, you know, a few minutes later, I went upstairs to... I don't remember why I went upstairs. Probably get a cookie. But I saw my brother. And I was like, hey, where's Matt? Uh, and he's like, oh, no, he, he left a while ago. Like he had left hours before. I was like, uh? Wait a second. But I... But now who? Uh? It was weird. So I was like, oh, that's fucking super creepy. I didn't say anything to my brother because I was quite young at the time and it's not something I was willing to admit to because it's weird. But anyway, I was like, oh, well, I guess I just saw a black shadowy figure across my basement. That's not good. So the house uh, was uncomfortable at times, especially late at night. Um... I had once in, in my my old bedroom with um, this 
shelving system I had on my on my dresser was was um, knocked over while I was not in the room and no one else was in there and it wasn't it wasn't something that I can I can't see how it would happen naturally like you know it, it settling over time or something you know how it's like you know maybe like one part was like slightly uh, off kilter and then as the doors kept closing over the years starts getting more and more tilted and then finally it fell I, you know something along those lines it 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 wasn't set up like that it was you know so that's the only thing you think of it so it fell and i freaked the fuck out i was like why the fuck are things falling in my room when no one's in there and uh it's not like there, were, there weren't like uh, uh, uh uh rats or anything like this was a rather nice house there weren't you know large enough uh animals in there uh, there were no uh pets either so that was weird um when uh, by the time I'd gotten to high school, I was, uh, was at this point a, a full-out weirdo, and I had another full-out weirdo lady at the house, and she was a um, psychic of some kind, and I had known about the kind of weirdness in my basement for a while, seeing the, um, the black shadow man walking across. I, there was a couple other spots in the basement that were super kind of concentrated, uh, uncomfortable. So, uh, the psychic lady that I know, uh, knew came over and, and she didn't even want to be down there. She's like, oh fuck. And she kind of pointed out the spots in the basement that I had found uncomfortable too. And she just pointed out like immediately. And I was like, oh fuck. Hey, look at that. That's kind of independent confirmation. Uh, I had another, I had an ex-girlfriend that, uh, didn't want to be down there. Uh, she just, she just hated to be in the basement. Like it really made her uncomfortable. Um, then I was at Thanksgiving dinner. And by Thanksgiving dinner, it could have been Christmas or Easter. One of those ones where um, you sit at a table and pretend that you're the type of people that sit at a table and wear nice clothes. And uh, I made some offhanded comment about uh, the horribly haunted basement that we have. And both of my older brothers kind of responded with, Oh yeah, you remember that too? Like, you, you were aware of this? And it was... Like, this had been, like, a known thing. Like, everybody kind of independent of one another had had some kind of creepy experience in the basement. Uh, which was a, a somewhat of a creepy thing to kind of decide on. Uh, so I was like, oh, uh, that's, that's weird. I, I may have proved the existence of, of, of ghosts. Uh, I, I'm now the most famous man ever. Which, you know, of course, it's not true. But I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's weird. So, um, that's it, really. It was just like one of those, and uh, the house was creepy. Uh, all the way through um, and I moved out and then eventually my family moved out of that house and I don't know the new people because it's on the other side of the country but if I ever have a chance to talk to the new people which I never will I would like to ask them if they saw anything weird in the basement because I grew up in a haunted house or so is my theory thank you very much that is my story your witness but yeah, so I'm not uh, I'm not 100% uh, uh, skeptical von skeptic. Uh, I do have my own um, growing up in a haunted manner. Um, there's a few other things, but that's the general gist of the story. Uh, I I am not going to go into further detail because I've talked about it on the show before. And as much as I repeat myself like a just a dribbling ass of a man, I try not to repeat myself when I'm aware of the fact, and that that is the difference: being aware of the fact. Speaking about not that, <clears throat> segues, the scooter of the future. The Standard is a bar that I go to, and it is lovely. Hello, The Standard. You can find their web presence at facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Let me tell you some more things about The Standard. One, 
on Wednesdays, you can buy a pint of hams for one dollar. Do you understand that? One dollar. On Sundays, you may go in and drink a pint of micro-brewed beer, delicious micro-brewed beer at that, for three dollars for a pint. In this economy, you can't beat that. In this economy, I don't know much about economics, but it sounded like a good thing to say before referencing the fact that you can find them at 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Oregon. Northeast 22nd, 14. It's right across from that weird bull in front of the Mexican food place. It's a good place. Not the Mexican food. Mexican food place is fine, but the standard is, is much better because the Mexican food place doesn't give me money to say how great they are. But as we've said during these commercials before and previous to their sponsorship of the show, I very much like the standard and would be saying pleasant things about them anyway, just not as frequently and with as much reference to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. If you go there on a Tuesday, there's some kind of special that I don't know. The same goes for Monday, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because uh, I, I referenced the other two. Uh, but go, have fun. Uh, uh, apparently, there's a couple of listeners there, uh, hello to you guys, that uh, that hang out there, and uh, I don't know who you are as a person. Which I'm not saying, like, I mean, obviously, there's a, I'm sure there's a reason you've never uh, said hello. Uh, that sounded very sarcastic. I didn't mean it that way. What I mean to say is, uh, uh, hi, uh, uh, hello, if you want to say hi, you're more than welcome to, but it was pleasant to find out that there's a few of you out there that I was unaware of. Because every now and again I meet new listeners that stumble in, or new people there because of the show, and it's just weird to be like, oh fuck, there's like existent people there. You know what this is? My rambling. Way too long. 14 Northeast 22nd. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. Speaking of segues, our friend and yours, Sean McGann, son of Doctor Who star, is calling in. He has his own proper radio show. In fact, he has two. He may be coming on this very podcast next week, depending. He wrote a book. It's going to be out soon. If it's out by next week, this motherfucker is going to be on the show, and we're going to talk the fuck out of that book. Talk the fuck out of it. Mmm. Talking the fuck. Let's play this. Hi, Alex Cast. This is... Oh, hold on. I'm doing my radio show. My Halloween radio show. So I figured I'd call on your Halloween podcast. Uh, Sean McGann, by the way. Did I say that already? I forget. Um, Halloween. I used to work at a haunted house in uh, at a farm for longer than I probably should have as an adult. I think I was like in my early... T- Actually, it was like 18 to like maybe 23. And when I, by the time I was like 23 or 24, it was getting a little creepy. So it was like they started letting 16 and 17-year-olds work there. So it was a little weird, like I felt old. But the one year, I think it was 2000, they actually dug holes with a, like a backhoe, like a scoop. And I got I, I was the president or the vice president of the Living Dead Room, because I had been there so long, which was quite an honor. And we had to, um, we were in the ground. Like, we were actually in the ground, like four feet in the ground. And we they put a board over it with a hole and a tarp, so it looked like we were actually coming out of the earth, which I guess we kind of were. And uh, I used to kicked in the, I used to have a chain around my neck and my arms were all bruised up because there was rocks everywhere and I'm pulling myself across the ground. And I got kicked in the face once by a girl who was like really scared like I hissed and like lunged at her and she kicked me right in the face. Um, what was the point of this story? 
I don't think there was a point. Uh, I think that might have been it. That might have been all I had about Halloween. I remember I used to have a Walkman. I'd play Kid A all the time. And Kid A sound effects actually sounded like the uh, haunted music in the background. So I always thought I left my Walkman on. Ah, it was a glorious time, Alex. The best time. What are you going to do? We're all old and dead now. Have happy Halloween. Have a happy Halloween. And uh, God bless everyone. Goodbye. Thank you very much, Sean, again. And <clears throat> one of the many things I like about you is your kind of catastrophic thinking is very similar to mine. <laughs> is that in the middle of like kind of a joyous, like, oh, let me tell you about this thing from my past, uh, it's the, the echo of, oh, how rapidly I'm aging and how much better the past was. And I like that a lot uh, because that's, uh, it makes me feel like, oh, I'm not the only one that everything is terrible all the time ever. And all positive things, all they do is make me remember how only positive things happened when I wasn't now. <sighs> God bless you, Sean McCann. God bless you, everyone. I don't know what that meant. Maybe I did. I mean, I don't. I, I literally don't. Um, let's see. Is that the end of... Is that all the calls we... This is why you guys need to call in more. 503-468-6959. You can't call him right now, because this isn't live. But, uh... You should call in more, because then I can play them, and... You know, it's... Two minutes to three minutes to one to really it's just less than three would be the way to the way they um to say it as a person uh, would say it but yeah five oh three four six eight six nine five nine um let's 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 get a couple more things covered here one uh pretty big uh, uh kerfluffle going on on my internet, you know, my, my social media side where I did admit that I don't think candy corn's that bad. People lost their fucking shit. People hate candy corn. Here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people just hate candy corn because it's in their head that candy corn's gross. When was the last time you actually tried candy corn? Not, not, and I know you're like, no, I seriously hate candy corn. I, I'm, I know myself and I hate candy corn. I feel like a lot of people don't actually know themselves and they've got a lot of false memories around candy corn that they had it once when they were little and it was so gross and they puked all over the place and the puke was orange and blah, blah, blah. Great. Good for you. However, I really doubt that entire story, especially that last part where you went because those aren't even words. You know what that is? That's, that's insensible nonsense. Gobbledygook. Glossolalia. Try. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sitting here defending candy corn. This is the... This is why I'm often embarrassed when people like are like, oh, so what's your, you know, what's your show about? And it's like, I wish I could tell you. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, uh, here's what I think the nature of, like, the universe and intention of energy means. And then other times it's like, well, other times I make dick jokes and then defend, you know, candy corn. That's, that's the kind of show I have. <sighs> the fuck is wrong with me? A lot. The answer is a lot. So anyway, I feel like... If you have the chance, and you and you have it in your head how much you hate candy corn, and you have it, you know, obviously some people have had candy corn recently. Let's not pretend that this isn't true. But if you're one, and I think a lot of you are that haven't had it in a while, and go, oh, it's gross, blah, blah, blah. Sit yourself down, 
and have a couple pieces of candy corn. And I think you're going to be surprised. I'm not going to say you're going to like it, because frankly, I don't like candy corn. I just think it's not that bad. It's like, oh, this is fine. Tastes, it's just a sugary confection kind of thing. It's, it's not bad. I think if you sit yourself down, you're going to be surprised. And really, that's the nature of this show. That's, that's, the, that's the message of this show. Is sit yourself down, try something new, and you might be surprised. Or try something old, and you might rediscover a, a love. You might rediscover that little bit of yourself that died when you were younger and gave in to the pressure of society and said that candy corn is gross. Who knows? You don't, because you're afraid. You live in fear. And you know what Halloween is? Halloween's about fear. So eat that fucking candy corn, you piece of shit. Get out there, play that game, and get me that goddamn football. Or whatever people say in movies where they need to win a game. I've never played a sport and I've never seen a movie. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so... Halloween. I wonder if I have... I think I... Hold on a second, guys. No, I don't. That's unfortunate. Splendorf! That was the name of the the sort of Hitler from last week. I was trying to, um, at some point recently, I made a list of notes of things to talk about on the Halloween show, uh, the one that I'm doing now. And um, that list of notes is not in front of me, and I don't know where it is, uh, so I'm not going to consult it on anything, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, I think we're probably done. I mean, oh, fuck, it's still... Okay, here's one. This is just a story I found. This doesn't really have a lot of... This, frankly, doesn't have um, anything to do with Halloween, but it came out on my birthday, and um, it's... I mean, it's evil, so it's Halloween-esque. <clears throat> Obama is using the water of Mars to give, him, give himself powers beyond that of a normal man. According to ancient Roman texts, Mars was the god of war. Christian scholars hypothesize that Mars was actually a fallen angel who hid out on the planet Mars, hence its name, after Saturn and his liberal angels tried to fight God and were thrown out of heaven. Mars went on to sneak to Earth where he tried to quietly rule the ancient world under many different names, including... Oh, and they don't have any including, wow. For a year, Obama has diverted a staggering $64 billion of America's budget to power NASA. Why Obama would give such a crippling amount of America's waning budget to NASA proved puzzling for months. But with NASA's latest announcement and insider reports, we confirm that Obama is exploring Mars so he may capture its secrets to give himself power to create a new age of liberal darkness for all mankind. Weeks ago, the Curiosity rover revealed an ancient Egyptian hieroglyph set on Mars. And the text, according to ancient Egyptologists, roughly translates to Obama. The bigger story is the government's shadow government budget that funded, in quotes, return orbiters that are bringing Martian water straight back to the White House, where Obama is drinking it and seeing if it gives him the power of a fallen angel of war. Well, I mean, frankly, I can't find a single flaw in the article. I don't see where anything could be wrong there. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a spoof site. Um, I'm not going to look into it because I don't particularly care. I think it's, I think it's much funnier to, uh, to, to read and go like, oh, someone actually believes this. than like, you know, you with your skeptical pants on going, oh, look at you not believing in things again. Way to go, Alex. Those sentences were logically inconsistent and, and I don't think I'm not aware of that because they... I didn't, I didn't really think out the characters that well. Because, dude, yeah. Let's just let's just leave it there. Sorry. This has been a Halloween show. It's Halloween right now because I've, I've been putting off the show a lot because, um... I... Yeah. 
because I got no real reason for it. I was just kind of tired and sad, and I didn't do it. So I thought, tired and sad? Halloween's the perfect time to be tired and sad, because that makes sense <laughs> somehow. So that's it. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Uh, Halloween, Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone to the pumpkin song or something? I don't remember. Um, I just like kidnapped the Sandy Claws a little bit better from that movie. Um, the uh, Nightmare for Christmas. It's a great movie. You should watch it. Enjoy yourself. Sit on a bed. Go, hmm. Nightmare for Christmas. I'm gonna watch this with my eyeballs. Sing along to the songs if you know the lyrics. Don't do that. It's really irritating, especially if you're in a room with other people or the host of a podcast. Because, well, let's, frank, let's face it, I'm, uh, I'm irritating. I'm an irritating human being. We're done. This is a short show. Let's face it, it is. I have been Alex. You have been the audience. Uh, this has been a show about Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. And, um, yeah, uh, enjoy yourself. Um, Merry, good, Samhain. Um, in my head, I still pronounce it Sam Haim because that's what it looks like on paper. And uh, even though I know Samhain, it's uh, it just kind of like I, I don't want those letters to be pronounced that way. It's wrong, frankly. So be safe. Uh, don't eat razor blade LSD gay chemicals in your candy. Um, and, uh, you know, don't uh, get hit by a car and then spend eternity haunting people. Though if you are haunting people, uh, if you're going to die pretty soon, make sure to go find that Alex chick from earlier and try to scrub her hair up. You know, because fuck it. You got to do something after you're dead, right? You know, it's going to be pretty boring. Might as well just go find some chick, look at her in the shower, give her a little scrub-a-dub. This has been the Alex cast. You have been the audience. And uh, have a thing or something. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I love you. Now, you probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun.